about the wanderers in all gold and black You better retreat cause we're on the attack The strength of the wolf is the strength of the pack We're Wolverhampton, we're on our way back Welcome to episode 290, that is 290, it's the Ines podcast, live from Las Vegas. I can't can't keep away, Kino, just because me and you are in different countries doesn't mean to say that we can't do the Wolverhampton Wanderers Express and Star podcast. I think you're probably in a more glamorous location than me, but currently sat at the table in the in the Wynn Hotel, looking out onto the Las Vegas Strip. Um, have my wife, who's in the bed, listening to videos, looking at me very weird, because I've just done the la 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 And uh, everything's good in life, mate. How are you? Yeah, well, uh, Warwick is definitely more glamorous than, uh, than Vegas. Way right? more glamorous. Easily. Um, but I'll start this off on a lovely positive. I'll give you your credit. Cool. You're, you're away uh, with, with your wife. You're on holiday. Yeah. You're yeah. out earning the moolah, and you... well, don't get it home. Don't get it in the office. Got to go somewhere <laughs> yeah. to earn it. <laughs> True that. And to your credit, you've still made time to uh, to speak to me. And and look, I'm also going to give myself a bit of credit because it would not be this podcast if I didn't big myself up as well. Um, well it is my it is my day off, and I'm and I'm doing this. So uh, my conclusion that. is mm. that we're both top Let's committed to each other. We're committed to this marriage. Absolutely. Look, there's there's no divorce going on here, mate. Simple as that. <laughs> Um, how are things, mate? Have you missed me? I have missed you. You know, I always miss you. I want to said that of to course. you a few weeks back. Um, at the last game you missed, you missed quite a few this season. Um, wow, I knew you. I didn't, <laughs> that's how long you were oh. going to take that one. Yes, all of all of two. Shocking. Two. Um, I said I missed you. I remember you sort of looking at me quite strange. You, I don't think you quite realised the relationship had got to that point yet. But it's um, it is it as you say, it is a marriage. It's 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 a it's a love. <laughs> So, I had a seat next to me at WrestleMania, mate. You could have come and sat next to me and watched all the um, all your favourites coming down the ring. It's look, you know, it's not my kind of thing, but I definitely would have. Uh, I definitely would have gone. To be fair, um, mate, it was good. I will it ask was you good. about that. I will ask you yeah. about that, but I will very quickly get the boring stuff out of the way. Um, while you've been doing that, and obviously being yeah. in Vegas and having a, a lovely yeah. time, I've been yeah. house hunting. So, oh, hello. Um, me and me and Rosie are finally putting. Oh, here we go for uh, for to buy a place because we've been renting for a couple of years. So everything's on. I mean, I mean that's game speaking. over now, mate. That's game over. I mean, once once you've got the house, then it's then it's down on one. Now you're gonna have to get a massive rock on there, mate. Then it's probably two to three kids, a couple Excuse of dogs. Me? It's, it's game get over. Get a massive rock on. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable from you. Um, yeah, look, that's what you come to Vegas I, I, for? I've got the, those yellow pages. Crikey. I've got bad news for the um, for the women of, uh, of Wolverhampton and Warwick. Yes, I'm officially going to be off the market with it when a house <laughs> when a house goes through. Um, yes, we're look, we're talking to talking to banks. I've, I've done three viewings today, and I've done others oh. this week as well already. We've been we've been going for it, mate. And um, obviously, been you know a huge Wolverhampton Wanderers fan. You're looking straight into the centre of the city, of Wolverhampton, yeah? Because I mean, I, I feel the reporter should be there. <laughs> Well, you know, Warwick's not exactly close. It's not, it's not a million miles away, but it's not exactly close. So currently, one of our favourites is another sort of 10, 15 minutes in the wrong direction in Stratford-upon-Avon. Oh, so, I like Stratford. I like it. A little it is little nice bit. There. I mean, Shakespeare's a bit too highbrow for you. I understand that. But, you know, we can always build you up. Maybe go to a couple of pantomimes first and then we can build you up to the, to the big stuff. Mate, I, I was into my, you know, English literature and all that stuff. I'm, I'm a, I'm a civilised 
human being. I, no, I, I can deal with a bit of Shakespeare. But come on, talk, talk to me about talk to me about WrestleMania. Talk to me about Vegas. How, how's everything? Well, it was it was good. So well, I flew out to San Diego on Tuesday. Um, delighted to uh, have some Wolverhampton Wanderers stewards and stewardesses on board, which is fantastic. Always a bonus. Unbelievable. Um, got to um, got to live the high life of a little bit of business class, which was lovely. They were all fantastic. Got my ticket and straight through. I mean, they're nicest people, honestly. Like black country people. I don't know anyone who were who were nicer. They genuinely were lovely. So. Um, so very comfortable flight, San Diego for a few days, basically just hang out because obviously people who didn't know I lived in San Diego before I um, before I came here to the Express and Star. So I was there for the best part of four years in San Diego. So it was good to go back to the old horn, see some friends. Uh, Alana had an acupuncture press conference there. Took a little flight at the weekend to L.A., which is only half an hour. Uh, went to the old WrestleMania for two nights. Spectacular, which was marvelous. Went with a big group of friends. Um, including myself and um, and yeah, just just me. Uh, both. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, God. Um, and then flew to Vegas on on the Monday, and um, yeah, I've been in a little bit of a poker tournament, which I have the final um, directly after this podcast. So uh, it should be a, it should be an interesting one, mate. Hopefully, you can earn some wages. Well, yeah. I mean, according to your tweet, which of course is legally binding. Uh, yes, other, of course. Well, I said the pod, podcast yeah, listeners yeah. are in as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm in for for a nice little uh, hand me down. I'll take it, mate. Look, any, especially when you're buying a house, you need all, all the money counts. Well, it was a hundred thousand dollars guaranteed for the event. Now, obviously, that's split among you know fifteen to twenty people in the final or whatever. That was day one. Day two, which was yesterday, um, which is like a day one B. That was for all the other people trying to qualify for the final today. So I had a quick look. I went around yesterday, ran around the corner to see what it had made. It's actually made a quarter of a million dollars, just over a quarter of a million. So I'm kind of, I know poker's not for everybody, but I'm kind of short stacked going into the final, but guaranteed a bit of money. So that's always nice. And um, if I do double up or triple up pretty quickly, then we could be in business. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if I have to hand in my resignation on, uh, <laughs> on, on Friday, mate, how well I've done. Uh, I suspect not. I suspect I'll be there at Chelsea on Saturday. And then the divorce will be going through, unfortunately. Then oh, if you're, you're heading off, mate, then oh, that's the last I've seen. I'll never hear from you again either. There won't be any messages back and forth. It'll, it'll just be dead to you. I'm not great at, at keeping in touch with people, as you'd be surprised to know. You know, I mean, I, I, I <laughs> To be honest, Kino, there's probably about, I would say, mm, 10 people in my life that I keep in touch with. And you would be one of them, even Kino. You'd still be there. You'd still be on that list. You'd be low down on it, but you'd still be on it. <laughs> well, that is a, a, it is an it's a, an honor, an honor to, and a pleasure to be on the list in the first place. I'll take that. Right. Um, let's come with um, a very interesting game of football. I'm mean, interesting is probably putting it um, mildly. Um, we know there's a lot of, there's a lot of things to digest here. We know obviously the stats are quite damning with wolves in possession and not converting chances, but this was to the extreme. I mean, I, I can't quite believe um, how much possession they had and yet the lack of chances they created. I, I want to ask you first, Keena, we're not going to go into each single moment and stuff, you know, it's gone now, people, we've analysed it or whatever, but is is this is this a, a aspect of possession and lack of chances, is this due to tactics? Is this due to lack of belief? Or is this due to lack of quality? That they can't do that. Do they need brand new players? Are they not? Have they not got the quality to do it? To to create chances, to make passes, to create 
you know, good shots on goal, shots on target, big chances in games, because this was, I mean, we've seen time and time and time and time again. This isn't new, but to take it to another level against a Nottingham Forest side, let's be honest, you know, are not a great football side. And yet to, to only have one shot on goal in the game, which they scored with, is is astronomical with that kind of possession. So I put it to you, are they are they good enough as a squad to do it, to, to convert? There's definitely holes in the squad. I think, you know, striker is something that we've discussed for a long time. I absolutely agree with that. I think there's a lot of players that are probably a bit too similar as well. You know, Neto, Pedent. I think there's players that are very similar in terms of their qualities. So, and, you know, there's 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 a lot of quality there at the same time. So I, I really don't think quality is the issue. But the other two points you mentioned, I think really are. I think belief is absolutely, and confidence is absolutely one of them. Because there's there's no way that the squad of these players can go through such a prolonged period of failing to score goals or failing to score a good amount of goals. Um, so that's one point. But I don't I don't think you can look away from some of the tactical decisions recently. I, I'm really baffled by Lopetegui's uh, starting eleven decision against Forest. Um, certain positions I can understand it. So Totti Gomez to take him as an isolated example. You, you know, and the listeners know that I'm a big fan of Totti Gomez. Um, I, I'm going to continue to bang that drum because, albeit there's lots of things he can improve on, uh, he's not the, the best with the ball. He's a little bit sloppy at times. He's a he's a proper defender. And by that, I mean he's someone who gets his body in the way, wins headers, is strong, athletic, quick. Um, for me, he's... And I've got a, a piece coming out tomorrow which sort of... Uh, a comment piece that explains this, but tomorrow being Thursday by the time you listen to this, um, he, he, for me, aside from Dawson, he's the most natural defender the Wolves have got in their squad. And by that, I mean a player that gets his head in the, in the right positions, gets blocks in, stops goals, etc. So playing him, even though it was a left-back out of position, I can totally understand because it's going to be the kind of game away at Forest. It's, it's a good atmosphere there. It's intense. Obviously, all the history with them this season, it was the kind of game where Wolves needed to be very tight at the back, win win your duels, and arguably he you know could have done slightly better for the goal, albeit I think Jose Sar was probably more more at fault than he was. So that one in in isolation I couldn't understand, but then playing four central midfielders and Nunes out on the left again made no sense. Playing Adama Traore without playing either Acosta or or Jimenez, someone for yeah. those crosses to to aim at made no sense to me. Um, and once again, as we keep saying, playing Mateus Cunha as a number nine on his own made no sense to me. And an example I'll give for him very quickly to finish this point off is his best attributes is when he comes towards the ball, holds it up, brings others into play. And he, he wants to be in possession. He wants to come towards the ball. Every time he did that, particularly in the first half, Felipe um, and is it Enkiti or however you pronounce it? Apologies to any Forest fans that might be listening. Um, I, I hope uh, this podcast, Crikey, I've got no. to speak about Gibbs Way later on. Exactly. Uh, no, the two centre halves had 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 no one running beyond them. It was sort of far too comfortable for them. And when you do that, you're offering very little threat. And that's not. I'm not blaming Cunha necessarily for that because he's got you know a particular set of skills of what he's good at. For me, I still stand by. I don't think he's a, a, an out-and-out number nine, and particularly not an out-and-out number nine in the system that Lopetegui played. Um, do you think that... I'm, I'm trying to work it out, and you know, you saw the team, I saw the team. I'm trying to work out what he's, what he's gone with there. Do you think it's literally 
he's looked at that team. He's looked at who he's had to work with in that week, that big week. And a lot of those players were at Compton. I just wonder whether he's like, right, I'm going to pick a team. I'm going to work with the team this week in these internationals with the majority of players I've got in front of me that I'm seeing every single day. Okay, Saar, Neves, et cetera, you're going to come in. But the majority of that 11, Liam, were at Compton for those nine, 10 days where the other players were away. And I just wonder whether that was the deciding factor into picking that side. Well, it's, it's a good point because it's the vast majority. Even Nunes, who went away, mm. hardly played, did he, with Portugal? Mm. So it was the vast majority of that squad that were actually, uh, or that starting eleven rather, that were that were actually with 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 Loftig at Compton. I think that has to have a big impact, definitely. Um, but I do think he, what he was trying to do, which what we spoke about in the last podcast, was trying to keep it tight, win the midfield battles, and get a result later in the game. Now. We both felt that was actually a good tactic, but not with that lineup. Uh, we we were going down the sort of five of the back route, and whether it, that would make sense, it it made no sense to me because with that particular lineup, because Wolves going forward had next to nothing. And when he, when Adama Traore was in the kind of um, form he was on in that game, where he had a really strange afternoon, where he he created chances and looked dangerous one minute, the next minute he was ballooning a pass or ballooning a cross and he was losing possession and all over the place. So he had, a, he had a very strange game, but then he wasn't being played to his strengths where he had someone who he could aim for. So I, I really felt that the individual decisions in the starting 11 and the system as a whole was, was quite a bizarre one. Talk to me about the Daniel Pedentin um, incident. I mean, I know we're recording this on Wednesday evening. It'll probably be available Thursday morning. So you've obviously tweeted it out, but we talked about keeping their discipline, keeping their cool, um, not getting involved and look, these these two teams have got history they've got history and this is going to boil over um, I think you know throughout next season probably two three four years there's definitely some some animosity between these two sides um, and as much as I'm sure and look the all the narrative going into this game week was let's just concentrate ourselves do not get involved and yet we've got charges and sendings off and you know left right and centre I mean it's just just incredible really yeah I'm not going to defend Wolves, but what I will say before I go into the point is that Steve Cooper, his assistants, and then the players on the pitch at times as well were very clever in the way that they went about it. And I'm not necessarily criticising them really either, because you know it's it's a game of football. You've got to do what you've got to do to get a result. But um, they were very clever. I mean, they were they were. I, I watched the touchline quite intensely mm. throughout the game because I knew something was going to happen at some point. Wolves have been guilty. Don't get me wrong. Wolves have been absolutely guilty of being a little bit aggressive at times, being in the fourth official's ear and being, you know, a little bit overbearing. But Forrest was stoking those fires and Cooper and his assistants were stoking those fires way before Wolves reacted. Um, and, and then it all, it, all, it all kicked off. So I'll go through, I mean, there's a few instances, but mm. just to, to go through the first one, um, not too long after the second half started, um, the Adama Traore penalty incident, which I'm sure we'll come on to, uh, Wolves thought it was a penalty. The bench uh, obviously appealed. Cooper was already standing almost in, almost where the fourth official was anyway when it happened. He started kicking off about Wolves even protesting for it. His assistants all raced over. Wolves were stood there appealing for the penalty. And then all of a sudden, Alan Tate, the assistant at Forest, was grabbing Pablo Sanz, Wolves' assistant, and it became a massive scuffle. And then obviously both mm -hmm. benches got involved. So, um, to be crystal clear, I found that Forrest initiated that or, or instigated that, if I'm honest. But at the same time, Wolves did not help themselves, should not have got involved in it. And they did once again. We spoke about keeping their heads and, and they failed on that particular incident. Um, so they, penalty so they or not both, penalty for you? 
let's come to the penalty afterwards because I, I got I got a lot of I got a lot of stick for this. So let's come to that in a second. Okay. Okay. So just before we start recording as well, um, the FA released so they they charged Alan Tate and Pablo Sands. No surprise there. They both got sent off. Um, they've also separately charged Forrest um, for the players surrounding the match official during the 40th minute. In the top of my on top of my head, I don't actually remember what that incident was, but um, actually no, no, I do. It would have been the, it would have been the penalty incident with Brennan Johnson, wouldn't it? So okay, understandable. They've been charged for that. I don't think in any of those cases they've got really any any complaints. Um, and then it comes on to Pedence has also been charged. So the the, the incident that you just mentioned. So he's dragged Wolves level in the 83rd minute, goes through into the 90th minute. Forrest have got, I think mm-hmm. it's a free kick, something like that, towards Wolves' box. And he absolutely makes the action of spitting. Oh, yeah. And John. So there's, sure. there's, no, there's no doubt about that. The, the images are really no. clear. What there is a doubt about is whether actually any spits left his mouth, whether anything actually landed or was directed at Johnson. Unfortunately, in the images from VAR, you can't tell either way. Um, so I'm, I, can't, I can't really defend him or condemn him. What I can say is I condemn him for being stupid for even making the action in the first place because it's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know why he's, he's, he's doing it. And, and to be honest, he has, been, uh, he has got a history of being a bit petulant at times. And unfortunately, he's let himself down because whether Wolves, you know, appeal it, whether they contest it, whether they, you know, just allow and are found guilty or whether they, um, you know, don't contest it and, and the FA go through to their punishment. If he gets found guilty or it isn't contested, then he'll be facing a ban. So it's it's just a ridiculous situation. And for all of those incidents all, all combined, they've got until the 12th of April to respond. So if... If, obviously, VAR looked at it at the time. They it did, deemed yes. it, it wasn't uh, a red card worthy incident. So the game carried on. They must have some evidence you'd have thought now if they're going to charge Wolves after this because VAR position on the pitch, not a red card. So why would they go back and charge them with violent conduct, or, you know, when that decision's been gone to, gone to VAR and it's been, t- and, you know, it's been decided that that it, there was no spit that was heading towards Johnson. And in his interview afterwards as well, he kind of didn't really say that anything touched him. So I don't I don't get, and I've been away, so I'm probably out of the loop, but I don't get why they would now go back and charge him if they didn't have any new evidence had come to light. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They're, they're going to have something or a reason to charge him. What they will have is they'll have Brennan Johnson claim that it happened, regardless of that interview. Because you watch that interview, it's very clear that he's trying to avoid answering it either way. Mm. And he's giving very, very uh, coy answers. Again, Steve Cooper in the press conference as well, very, very coy, said he'll let the process take place, etc. As far as Forrest is concerned, as far as Brennan Johnson's concerned, Daniel Pudence spatted him. And that is the claim they're making, absolutely. There's no no doubt about that. Um, What there is doubt about is whether it actually happened or not. We spoke to Max Kilman after the game. He said, you know, I didn't see it, but I, I don't think Daniel Potence is that kind of guy to do it, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, Wolves are going to want to defend their player, but it, it, it's now interesting to see whether Wolves contest it or whether they allow it to, you know, they see what evidence is being presented to them and they go, right, well, you know, there's no point in contesting this. He's going to be found guilty. If he is found guilty or isn't contested, he's facing a ban. And as far as Wolves are concerned, it means they lose a player who... He's the Wolves, you know, he's not been perfect this season, but he's Wolves' top goal scorer, and then exactly. they're going to lose him for however many games when there's only nine games left. He's put himself in a very silly, silly position, and he should not have done it in the first place. Look, um, and that could be two midfielders. It's definitely one, and probably two midfielders down if Potence is found guilty, because um, 
Ruben Neves is, is of course, picked up his booking and will miss the next two games. So it's not great timing this, Liam. And we talked about him avoiding the ban it's last last season, but it's come up and um, they're going to have to find a couple of heroes, really, in the, in the centre midfield, whether it's Nunes going back into Neves' position, but they're going to have to really play um, to the top of their top of their game in these next two games. Was it Brentford and and Chelsea's a back to back home game? No, it's yeah, is it Brentford? Yeah, and Chelsea? yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, Chelsea first, again Brentford. Yeah, so not great timing, especially with Chelsea coming to town. But look, it's an opportunity for someone else. And who do you think from that midfield would stand out? Would be top of them? What Lopetegui would want to would want to play? Who do you think would be the main man? I think I think Lamina. Nunez and potentially Jao Gomez is in for a shout in the next few games. Um, you'd imagine he probably plays three again. He's, he's been preferring Moutinho away from home and obviously playing him a lot in the 10, which you know is another decision that I don't think anyone agrees with, but it, you know, it's, it's where he's been playing. Um, I would like to hope and like to see that it allows Nunez to be playing as an eight, which is his position. Because all season under Large and then under uh, Steve Davis, he was being played as a 10, wasn't working at all. Lopetegui comes in, he, he, he starts playing as an eight. I think he was one of the most improved players in a in a very short space of time, what, four or five games, something along those lines. It, you know, it wasn't a massive uh, massive stretch of time that he got there, but he looked, he looked like he was definitely improving. Still no real output in terms of goals and assists, but you would hope that, that was coming. And then all of a sudden, for more often than not, he's being shifted out onto the left, onto left flank. And for my money, it doesn't work. I think the one game it has worked, is at home to Liverpool, that 3-0 win. 8-0 was overlapping him, they were targeting Trent, and it seemed to be working. Other than that, I can't see what he adds on that, on that side because he just looks lost, he looks isolated. Mm. He doesn't know whether to come inside to receive the ball, whether to run beyond his defender. It's not his natural position. I, I don't understand why he keeps being played there. Yeah, it's interesting. I've got to apologise before we carry on. Um, I've got a shocking cold that I picked up in. Two days I've been in Vegas, so... Um, I'm coughing and spluttering, but apologies, uh, apologies for that. But I'll, I'll try and get through. It just means you get to have to talk a lot more, Kino, which people, most people want to hear from you more often. So I think it works well. Perfect. Finally, I can get a word in. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, Premier League table, Lee. Wolves 14th at this moment in time. West Ham play tonight. Um, so, you know, in the next hour and a half, so that could change. So there could be 15th. You know, West Ham are points uh, behind Wolves with two games in hand. But... All in all, Liam, with the games that going on last weekend and obviously in midweek, again, could have been worse, would you say? Yeah, I think it's probably it's probably as good as you could have hoped for in some ways because maybe Leeds and Forest drawing, but at the same time, yeah, you don't need you need people to be adrift, you need people to cut away. You don't want everyone in the pack and Southampton now playing the same amount of games of Wolves as most have now. And I think that was the worry is that a lot of people had games in hand. But, you know, when you're at the bottom of the table, it doesn't mean to say that those are converted to points because the the, team, the teams in the bottom 10 or 11 aren't very good. Um, and so it's proven. But Southampton kind of look the ones who could go quite quickly now. I think if they lose a couple more games um, and then it's best of the rest, really. Leicester, of course, in dire straits. Um, but it's not been it's not been a bad set of fixtures, has it, for Wolves? No, definitely. As you rightly say, though, the, the games in hand is a massive point here for this because it's only as as we're as we're speaking right now, it's only West Ham that are not on the same game as Wolves, and obviously, as you say, they play tonight against Newcastle. So, and to be honest, I, as I've done my predictions recently, I, I do expect West Ham to 
to, to pull away. I think fixtures-wise and the squad they've got and the manager they've got, I think they'll be fine. Um, I also said the same about Leicester, and as you, as you rightly say, it's not quite going to plan for them at the moment. Um, yeah. So, Wolves the Look, it's obviously not a good position. It's still exceptionally tight. Of course. And, and there's some, some unbelievably huge games to come for Wolves. But they're in a position where it's still in their own hands. And mm-hmm. they have to take advantage of that because there's only so many games you can say, we'll get points at this next game. The next game after that, you know, you have to start picking points up. And I know we'll come on to the Chelsea game. Very, very difficult. But Wolves have to start getting results. And, um, and not just results, performances. And looking dangerous going forward. I don't expect Wolves all of a sudden to turn into a team that's going to score four, five, six goals in, mm. in one or two games, but all of a mm. sudden they have to start looking dangerous again. That's the next thing they need. And if they do that, they, they're more than capable of getting out of this. I really do believe that. Um, look, I mean, we've talked about Wolves and the VAR situation this season, etc., and how unlucky they've been with certain big, big incidents and big chances and big moments in games. But if you look at it, and I'm going to, Flip, flip it a little bit and go. If there wasn't a World Cup this year, Liam, in the winter, and it was still Bruno and Steve Davis, and then potentially Michael Beale, or or you know Steve Davis at the end of the season, or whatnot, or till January or February, and then getting someone else. If it wasn't for, um, so I lost my train of thought now. If it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for it been so tight in this table. I mean, a crazy year of teams struggling. Wolves would probably be cut adrift at this point, or at least in the bottom three in many other seasons. So the fact that they are 14th at this moment in time, with three points away from 12 still, with most of the games in hand, I think they've actually been very fortunate um, in the timing of that, in the timing of getting their man. And also because so many other teams are struggling in and around them that no one's really... Um, you know, gone away and and being fifteenth, sixteenth, and 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 being safe. You know, every this from twelfth really. Still, Crystal Palace could go down. They still could go down. I don't think they will. From Crystal Palace down to down to Southampton. It's still anybody's game. And I think in previous years, if Wolves had played as poorly as that, they'd be we'd be looking at relegation. So mm. I think on that way, they'd be actually been quite fortunate. You know, we never came back to the penalty incident. So let's do that after. We'll um, go back after that. <laughs> no, you're spot on. It really are because. All of those things you mentioned, all of the above, has been very, very fortunate towards and given them an opportunity to get out of it. And let's remember, of course, the, the World Cup break meant that the teams didn't play as many games up until mm-hmm. Christmas, but Wolves were bottom at Christmas. Um, and the difference in games wasn't that big. I looked at it at the time. Wolves played 15 games up until the World mm-hmm. Cup break. And the in the last 10 years or so, the average, uh, or sorry, the, 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 the games that they play up until Christmas have been anywhere between 17th and 19th. So you're looking at two to four games less than what they would have normally played. Yeah. Which, yeah, albeit there's points there to to earn. The position Wolves were in, the way they were playing, the games that they would have had coming up, they wouldn't have got many points. Let's no. let's be honest. So Wolves would have been in a really, really difficult position. Um, Lopetegui got them out of it in the short term. They failed to capitalise on some favourable positions uh, in the last month or so or two months but it's still in their own hands. And that's that's the most important thing. But you're absolutely right. They, they got a little, they, well, not a little bit, massively lucky with how certain things out of their control, how the season's panned out. Right, let's go back to the big incident then. Adama Traoré, a penalty or not a penalty? That 
is the question. I know we've got differing views on this, so I'll leave the floor to Mr. Liam Key. Uh, yeah, thanks for that. Um, so luckily, there were there were still plenty of people that agreed with me, but I did get a fair bit of stick for saying it wasn't a penalty uh, on Twitter. I'm going to stick by it. I still don't think it's a penalty. Um, I couldn't totally understand why people think it's a penalty. I'm not you know, sitting here looking at it and saying that there's absolutely no contact or there's absolutely no um, reasons people can bring up. You know, you've got the shoulder, you've got the knee. I, I, I understand it. Don't get me wrong. But it's a contact sport. The, con the, the contact is minimal as far as I'm concerned. There's a, there's a delay in, in, as, from what I see in, in Adama going down. And I don't think it's anywhere near enough for a penalty. And I'd say I'd say the same, you know, going either way. I, you know, I, I have to just look at it objectively. As, as far as I'm concerned, it's not a penalty. What I will say is I've seen them given. I've seen instances like that result in penalty, which I think a lot of people were making the point to me that, you know, if it was X, Y and Z team that it would be given, etc. I can understand where you're coming from. Maybe in the modern game, in other, in other situations, it may be a penalty. But it's where I come from. The modern game is too soft with those decisions. And that, in whatever game you watch, for me, should never be a penalty. But to people's point that are saying it's a penalty here, it's a penalty there, so it should be a penalty for us, I can understand. And I, and I, I understand where you're coming from. But I have to look at each situation and each incident individually. And for me, it's not a penalty. Simple as that. Look, so I, I, a, lot, I, a, lot of, a lot of people and a lot of... Um, Twitter accounts um, didn't like <laughs> didn't like it, but uh, it wasn't a penalty for me. Obviously, I want Wolves to get a penalty and score. Of course, I do. But yeah. as far as I'm concerned, I didn't think it was a penalty. I mean, I, I don't think it's clear cut by any means, Liam. So I think that's that's fair enough. Um, for me, it is. When you say about the modern game, well, we are playing in the modern game, so I think that the um, what's deemed a foul these days, especially in the box, um, it's definitely what it shouldn't be. But unfortunately, that that that's the rules. Them's the rules. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think the shoulder is anything really. The the, the tug, I don't, I, I've, got, I've got no issue with that. I don't think that's a foul, yeah. but it's the knee going into the back of Traore's hamstring, lower back. That's the contact for me. Why it's a penalty, um, and I think if that doesn't happen, especially when he's in, he's on the wrong side of him as well. Remember, this isn't they're not neck and neck. I mean, he is behind him. Traore's got ahead of him, so I think any contact, if you're in, if you're making that run into the box, any contact that's made there, if you're the wrong side of the attacker, for me, that's a penalty. Like I say, it's not clear-cut, but I think that it's it's one of those where it's more of a penalty than not. But that's that's why we love the game. So that's why we like to you know go back and forth. And at the time, did you think it was a penalty? Were you up? Were you were you effing and jeffing with the uh, with the fans? Were you giving it a little <laughs> bit? Um, to be, I mean, it sounds like I'm trying to get away, trying to cop out here, but I, the 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 view in real time wasn't very good. Oh, here we go. Head, Here's so. a manager in the making here. No, 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 no. Right, no, but I saw. No, I saw. You no, know, fortunately enough, there was a replay straight away that I was able to see. And for as soon as as soon as I saw the replay, I didn't think it was a penalty. What I've watched it obviously since then, and obviously put my tweet out and all that kind of stuff. Still didn't still didn't think it was. So, yeah. But you know what's nice? That's how you should have a nice civilized debate. You know, the two yeah. of us. You know, uh, not 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 reverting to insults. You know, no no attacking going on here. Just you know, a nice friendly debate. We disagree, but yeah, we're still the best of friends. Ah, uh, Twitter, we love it, mate. We love it. We love it. What a place. <laughs> um, lastly, for the game, um, Gibbs White at the end with the badge, the fans. Do you have any issue with it or not? 
Nah, not really. I think it's quite... I mean, it, it, obviously he's going to do it. Don't get me wrong. Of course he's going to do it. Um, I don't really care. I don't think many fans will either because it wasn't like it wasn't offensive. It, it was just him goading the fans a little bit because he was sort of clapping towards them and then giving the, the badge towards the home fans and I, nothing in it really. You know, it's not the classiest of moves, but at the same time he's taken stick. He's given a little bit back. I don't, I don't really mind players doing that provided it doesn't escalate like it has done in the past. So, yeah. No big deal. So you talked about Totter, your man, your friend, your your your. Uh, you know, your Be careful. Favorite, eh? favorite. I was going to say, I was going to say, lover there, but it's probably not great for Rosie if you're looking at houses. Um, no, looking I don't your, think so. You're looking at your man Totty, which is great. I think he did a decent job um, for for the majority of the game. Johnny, of course, out for the next two games. I think everyone thought Ryan Anuri was going to start, and to not even be in the squad. Um, Training on his own at this moment in time, or what people have seen, you know, in the in the open training, it's um, a bizarre situation. And what's the latest on that? Is he injured? Is he out of favour? Something gone on? Because I think a lot of fans are kind of amused that they're not using him at all. I mean, I thought for one, he'd be straight in against Nottingham Forest. I mean, I know we talked about maybe going with a back three. He didn't. He, he surprised us with that that back four with Totty. But um, you know, Ryan at Norway, I thought. When he's good, he is excellent. But has something gone on there? Is something going on behind the scenes? Because that's that's really worrying. To not even be yeah, on the bench, Liam. No, exactly. I mean, and and a, a Bueno as well, who was quote unquote from Lobbity ninety percent fit, and obviously was on the bench and came on as well. So he you know, he, he fell behind two players in that regard. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a strange one because. Uh, as as you were alluding to there, yeah, he in the open training, the Easter open training session, he was there. Rocking a new buzz cut. Um, but it was, is I, buzzed, by the way. <laughs> yeah, big time. Um, obviously, I wasn't there. Didn't hadn't haven't seen it myself. But according to to fans who were there, he was training on his own. Um, and then a lot, you know, rumors start to circulate about, you know, is he injured? Things like that. I, I've asked around. As far as everyone's telling me, he's not injured. Um, obviously, we'll speak to Lopetegui on Thursday and follow up on this. But from what we're hearing, he's not injured. Um, you also have to bear in mind he has been away with. Algeria, so there would have been a, a lot of travel involved. I would imagine that has played some sort of part, but for him to not be training fully and not be involved in, on the match day seems odd, seems strange. It, it, until I hear differently, I have to boil it down to Lopetegui clearly at the moment not fancying him and sending him this message that we keep talking about. He did it with Pedence, he's done it with eight nine in the last two games. I look at the um, the quotes in story from, uh, of uh, Lopetegui talking about Ignore as well. He said he has had his opportunities and he will have some again. So he's making it very clear there that I've not been happy with, with what he's been producing. And we know that because he's been coming off the bench, not doing very well. And the last two games, yeah. he's not been in the squad. So um, the player has to do better. And if this is the way the manager is going to get out of him in the long run, hopefully it'll be a positive. But at the moment, he needs to get himself right and come back and, and start challenging. Right, plenty more questions from the peeps to come. But first of all, a word from our sponsors, kenlandtoasterman.co.uk. Still, still free shipping for the majority of their stock. And we've talked about kettles, we've talked about air fryers, we've talked about all different beautiful pieces of equipment that's available. Kino, toast it. I mean, you like your bread. You're a bread man, aren't you? You're a muffin man. You like your bread. Is it white? Is it brown? Is it whole wheat? Is it just depend on the health kick? What should you go to? With the house kick, I don't often have 
a lot of bread. If I do, I'll go into mm. sort of whole meal, whatever the hell it's called. Um, but I'll tell you what, there is nothing better, especially yeah. if you've been a little bit naughty. Than, oh, and I am. Oh, yeah. We always are. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. A nice tiger bloomer. A what? Oh, a tiger bloomer. Unbelievable. A t- really? You know what a tiger Thick? bloomer is? No idea. No, what is it? Is it like is it like cheese on top or something? No, no. So tiger bread is like, I don't really know what it actually is, but it's like the, the crust is that sort of, it's called that because the colours are almost like a mm. tiger pattern. Um, but it's, and then it's just a bloomer. just the sort of the shape and size of the bread. It's like a big, long, yeah, thick. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> We're going down the wrong line of questioning here. Um, well, Liam, if you are interested in, DeLonghi, who's obviously a fantastic make, um, they've got a four-slice toast available. Now, this is like top of the range, so 41 quid. It's not cheap, but it's not not astronomical. Looks really nice as well, cream. Or if you want the two slices, go down to 16 pounds. There's a cherry red toaster. There's a sliced lime toaster, a little lime green. I don't know what kind of... If you're going to deck out the um, the kitchen, mate, when you move into your new house, what are you going to go? Are you going to go, is it a bit feng shui? Is it a bit creams? Is it white? Is it blacks? Or... You have a bit of colour call coordination going on. I'll be honest with you; it doesn't matter what I say because Rosie's <laughs> going to make the decisions. But, uh, uh, but, but um, no, we yeah, we 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 like to you know have a little bit of you know bright uh, brightness thrown in there here and there, but sleek and and sort of smarter would be would be the line we'd go down. I feel Kellen Toasterman could be doing a lot of your appliances, mate, at the house. Now, I mean, I think I know, I've seen some, of the, seen some of the bits on there as well, and, and I have to keep Rosie off the website because she'll be ordering quickly. Oh, yeah. There's a lot, lot of nice stuff. I must admit, if I'm going to do two slices of toast, and I am old school, and don't get me wrong, I like my caviar and my oysters, of course. You know, I've got to keep up with the lifestyle. But a couple of pieces of brown toast, mate, heat a pan of proper Heinz beans, and then grate some shredded cheese on top with a bit of salt and pepper. Oh, mate, nothing better than that. You just change Old it to school. white bread and you're and you're and you're right. Yeah, bang on. I can't, I can't do it to myself. I can't do it. Let's not go crazy. Let's not go crazy. Um, football prize as well. Ruben Neves signed shirt up for grabs. Uh, closes tonight at 7:30. There is only one ticket left, so um, probably going to be gone by the time you get there. So I'm not advertising it because it's going to be gone. Uh, so Ruben Neves signed shirt. If you listen to this now, there's one ticket left. So three pound ninety five, ten percent discount code. Wolves Poddy. Right here we go. Some questions from the beautiful people. Um, Gaz Roberts wants to know, what do you think about Roman Reigns retaining? Kina, what do you think Roman Reigns retaining? Big, big shock at uh, WrestleMania? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was, <laughs> I was beside myself because I'm was a, I'm a big um, Logan Paul fan. So. Oh, he was good, mate. He was good. It was a good match with Seth freaking Rollins. Um, and you've got a bit of MMA. So you'll know Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler. I do. No? I do yeah. know Ronda Rousey. Yeah, she was a she was a, a killer back in her day. Oh, she was unbelievable on the, on the UFC. Absolutely, yeah, exceptional judo and arm bars and all that kind of stuff, mate. Um, My field. I saw her lose to Holly Holmes live. You know, you were there for that. I, I was there, it. mate. I was there, mate. I get about. You know me. Come That's on. unbelievable. Oh, mate, I'm very jealous of that. It's it's Holly Holmes, not Holmes. But I'll let you. Oh, off. okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> It's uh, mate, that head kick is like uh, oh, unbelievable! Iconic. God, it's like iconic for UFC. That is, it's, it's a massive, massive moment. Um, you never come from that, did you? To be fair, absolutely not. Uh, Cody says, "I made it to Wolverhampton from the United States twice in the last few months, and hopes to see three points among you." The games were against Bournemouth and Leeds. Am I Crikey. cursed? 
I mean, crikey, out of all the games. I mean, those are two absolute shockers. That is that is unlucky, Cody. I've got to apologise on behalf That's of very unlucky. the team. That's isn't it. As she says, as I know we had Britney Spears' meltdown, uh, obviously due to the hair situation. Was he? Was, did he go into a barber's in Wolverhampton? Did he in the middle of two a.m. his entourage? I he mean, I, I, I mean, he had, he I had, had a hair rind, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, quite a lot. I mean, I don't know quite how he went about it, but it was. Um, I mean, it's 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 very much a buzz cut. Uh, Right down to the skin. So fair play. I mean, look, I'll I'll I'll, I'll spin a positive out of this because you know I, I, I want the player to do well. I, I think he's a talented player. Yeah. Let's hope this is new hair, new me. The new Ryan Aitnori's coming. New me. The new, the new Ryan Aitnori's coming, and he's gonna and he's gonna smash the rest of the season. He's gonna be a massive part of all staying in the Premier League. Let's hope that's the case. Okay, love it. Um, James Mern says. Why is the Wolves player seem scared to play risky passes? It seems strange that Lopetegui hasn't managed to put right the wrongs of previous regimes, or is this the Lopetegui way? Yeah, I think, again, part of it comes down to two reasons for me. Belief confidence is a massive thing because you have to be, you have to have those, the confidence to play those kind of balls. And Wolves, look, everyone knows, we've been, we've been talking about it, and the players will be well aware. Wolves do not create a lot of chances and score a lot of goals. They'll be well aware of that, and it's difficult to overcome. At the same time, I, 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 tactically, I've not I've not agreed with some of the decisions recently, and I think part of that is down to Lopetegui trying to find the, the right balance and not having sort of certain players either available or on form. And I think Huang, I saw, was pictured in the open training session. We would hope that he's not far away. I think you mm. see Huang once he's available and ready to start games, probably starting the majority of games and probably on that left side where Nunes has been playing. And I think that that yeah. makes a big difference to how this team looks. Well, especially if they're going to use pedents, mate. Well, exactly. I mean, just coming back to what I've been, I mean, we don't know, obviously, know if that's going to be the case and it'll be banned yet, but as it stands, it's a very, very silly thing to do. Yeah. Um, Tom Abbott says, what games can you see Wolves picking up points between now and the end of the season? All of them. Yeah, bloody hell, I hope so. I mean, for, um, all, for, all the, for all the terrible, you know, shocking performance, that was that Forest, Liam. I mean, we both said going into the game that we'd probably take a draw. I mean, I think I actually predicted 1-1, but you went Destiny 2-2, so it was unfortunate that we couldn't give the prize away. But um, it's bizarre, really, with with how badly that game went for the majority of it, that they actually ended up getting quite a positive result in the end. No, exactly. Um, yeah, obviously we'll talk about Chelsea in a minute, but mm. difficult regardless of their form. Brentford at home's a weird one because it's a game you probably want to get results in, but Wolves have struggled against Brentford at times. Leicester away. What do, like... do with Tony getting his betting charge, mate? Oh, come mate. on. Come the on. Week before, absolutely perfect. That would be brilliant. Oh, um, Leicester, again, you, you want to be getting points. Palace at home, the same for that. Brighton away is hmm. difficult. And then you go into, into May and there's, there's not some easy, not easy fixtures there either. April's massive and, and Wolves have to be targeting probably a couple of wins in April um, yeah. to make themselves sort of comfortable by May, but not necessarily mathematically safe. And uh and and yeah, that's gonna it's gonna take a monumental effort. Wolves have, Wolves have got a big a big fight on their hands in these nine games. OJ Bailey, will season ticket prices and or allocation limits drop if we go down? Well it it, it would surprise me. Have if... a go to subway order. <laughs> that's the more important question, obviously. Yeah. Um yeah Wolves are gonna have to if Wolves go down, they're gonna have to adjust prices to to match either other championship teams or, or, you know, make it 
accessible for fans. Um, and obviously the fact that they've gone down is, is a massive negative. So that will have to be looked at, I'm sure. And then the more important question on the subway. Um, I nearly, got, I nearly got one, mate. I was walking back from WrestleMania to my hotel, which is about two miles. And there's no point driving with the traffic or getting an Uber. It was just a nightmare. So I, I walked back and forth for most of the time. And there was a subway right outside. I'm like, oh, about 11 o'clock at night. And I was like, I probably could do with that. But I, I left it alone. But I, I do have a go-to. What's yours? Go on. I don't often allowed. have it. But I, but I, when I do, it's always the same thing. Because I used to have this at uni all the time. I'd have yeah. Italian herb and cheese bread. Okay. The chicken tikka. Oh. I'd go obviously cheese toasted. If you don't, you're a wrong one. Um, <laughs> and then um, I don't I don't go for a lot of fillings, but I go for a decent amount. I, I go obviously lettuce. I go red onion. Yeah. Sometimes I go pepper if I fancy it. I go black yeah. olives, which is a strange one to have in there with that, but mm. I kind of they're quite. I don't know. They they're really good there. And then I yeah. go for the chipotle southwest sauce oh okay okay it's a, okay. It's a good sauce um and i assume foot long obviously obviously baby obviously, obviously. and on. then what about the sandwich but boom <laughs> wow i want one now god i'm hungry uh, foot long for me honey oat bread um toasted with cheese obviously double ham double turkey so you're getting your protein kick Lettuce, onions, jalapenos, gherkins, black olives, sweet onion sauce. There's 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 parts of that I like. It's not bad. Okay, okay, yeah. you go. I I, I, I tried that actually. Um, let's have a look. What else have we got to see? Um, Mark Bennett says, if forests go down, will it cost wolves money? Um, I any add-on payments, Morgan Gibbs White, etc. Yeah, I thought this was a was a very good question actually. So yeah, I did go back and sort of um, check. Surprised out. we really had a good one this week. Uh, no, never but... surprised. Um, no, yeah, went back just to check out. So <laughs> so yeah, um, it, it's a it, it's a bit of a weird one. So I'll try and explain this as best I can. So forest staying up doesn't trigger any add-ons in the Gibbs White deal. Um, however, a lot of the appearance-based add-ons, which was quite sort of heavy in this deal, um, a lot of them are, are based around top-flight appearances. So the longer he's playing in the Premier League and the longer he's playing in the Premier League with Forrest means it's more lucrative for Wolves, basically. So it's it's not a direct Forrest go down add-on that in, in, impacts it. It's to do with the top-flight appearances. But um, either way, Wolves have got a pretty a pretty good deal. So uh, I don't think it would be it'd be it'd be too too painful if they went down, especially with how uh, how this season's gone against Forest. I think Wolves fans would be quite happy to see them go down. Uh, James says, can you name the players who are really fighting to keep us in the Premier League? I can give you one, he says, just one. I, I, you should have said who your one was. I'd be interested to know. Um, I assume it's Ruben, but anyway, we'll see. I would imagine so, yeah. Um, I, we, we sort of addressed this on the last poddy where I don't think there is a massive... I don't think there's an abundance of players in this squad that aren't fighting and don't want it. I do think that there's a lot of fight and want and need and desperation in this squad. I really do. But there has been a few players, Ain't Noreen Pedenza have been two that I've mentioned recently, that have both at times let themselves down and should be doing better. So there's absolutely, you know, I, I can't sit here and defend every member of the squad, but I think I'd, that's the way I'd phrase it. Rather than give, rather than naming the players, I'd rather name the one, names the ones that aren't. And for me, the vast majority, I do do think have it in them. They just need to 
start putting the performances together that warrant that. Chris Gotart says, do you think it's a, a good look for players like Max Kilmer to say we don't look at the table? It comes across that the players aren't aware and don't care that they're in a relegation battle. Yeah, I, 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 in his defence, it was. I never, um, I never, I never liked that answer. We don't look at the table. I mean, of course, everybody looks at the table. I mean, come on. Why? It, why yeah, did, no, I, obviously. It's, yeah. I mean, that's killed. I think it's just a, a narrative that people use all the time, whether in the top six or the bottom six. I'm like, you know, Nuno said it so many times, and I'm like, it just became a running joke, and it's embarrassing for them when they come out with things like that because, of course, they. Are. What do you think they're walking in oblivious to what people are saying? Do you know, I mean, you know, whether it's articles or ratings or um or tables they, they, they want to read everything or if they don't they're hearing it from someone else but you're not telling me that they don't look at it you're not immediately looking on that Max Kilman's door tomorrow you know when he's driving out of Compton and go oh Max you, you know you're 15th now are we what 15th I thought we were 7th no in this defense to your point as well it is just a cliche isn't it and it's something that a lot of players will say without show though well, look, I mean, it's something players will say without even giving it a second thought, whether they whether they believe it or not. So, um, and then to his defence, I can see where he's trying. You know, he's trying to say, look, we need to focus on ourselves, all this kind of thing. I get it, but and and, and he didn't say it in the way that you know we don't care about the relegation battle. You know, we're, we're going to be fine, kind of thing. It wasn't. It wasn't with that kind of attitude to his defence mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. But I get your point. You you want players and managers to come out and be a bit more realistic in the way that they. They they threat they phrase things and the way they talk and and we know that they look at the table of course they do they'd be silly not to so mm. I get where the question's coming from but in his defence it was just a bit of a throwaway cliche that a lot of footballers use unfortunately Wayne says Wayne's not happy mate Wayne 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 sends in questions every week which basically says we're down the wolves are down it's it's all over it's He's not, not, even, not even, there's not even an if it's it's just a when he goes how much will the crowds drop when we're in the championship next season will the majority of the squad be jumping ship and how overrated the majority of new signings and the manager. Wayne's, Wayne's definitely a, a cup half full person, I feel. <laughs> he's um <laughs> he, he's not feeling the optimism of this relegation battle at the moment, <laughs> is he? I, 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 I um and unfortunately, uh, yeah, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna entertain quite a lot of what he said. Um because I don't really know it's not re- it's not really a question, it's more just I uh, I think we're going down and we're screwed. So hmm. I disagree respectfully. I do as well. Um, Phoebe says, why no Raul? Game was screaming for him. Need Raul up front with Cunha playing off him. Could not agree more. We've been banging that drum for a long time now. I, to be fair to Costa, he actually did okay when he came on. Um, he, he did all right and, and sort of put himself about, caused a few problems. So, you know, credit to him. But I absolutely agree. Uh, him and I should have been starting that game alongside Cunha. Um, should not have been not playing at all, let alone potentially coming on late. So, uh, not agree more. Christian says scampi or bacon fries. Never had either, to be honest. So I don't know. I don't even know what they are. They're, they're both decent. They wouldn't. They would never be my go-to, but I'll probably go bacon fries. Just about. what about pork scratchings, mate? I mean, I've probably had them a handful of times in my life. They're never really something I've, I would go for. But I actually, don't mind them. To be fair, all right. Don't they sell them in the tunnel uh, going into the game? Uh, You're down the tunnel all the way to Mullen. Yeah, actually, I've definitely seen a guy there. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a guy there selling them before, I'm pretty sure. We'll have to get oh, some dear. for the last game of the season or last home game. I've gone through half, half a pack of holes, honey and lemon here, mate. I'm quietly dying, so we'll have to get through it. Let's have a look. Um, what's most likely to happen? Judah beat Kino in a jiu-jitsu match. I mean, that's nailed on. Or Kino beat Judah in a game of poker. Oh. So, 
I can give a very easy answer to this. Yeah, um, yeah, Wow. Poker is poker is partially. I'm not saying it's a big part, but it's partially based on luck. I mean, there's a certain element of it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I know there's a lot of skill to it. Don't get me wrong, because I've played a little bit before. I'm nowhere near played as much as you, but I've played a little bit, so I, I sort of know how it works. So there's, I can, I could potentially get very lucky. Would I back myself to beat you? Probably not. But could, I could potentially get lucky. Whereas in a jiu-jitsu match, there is not even 1% possibility you'd beat me. I would absolutely ragdoll you around the room. So, ragdoll? I'd like, you'd be like a child in my hands. I'd just be throwing you around. Be so easy. I think we need to make it happen, mate. I think we need to make it happen and televise it. I'll be, honest with you. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't want to do it to you because I like you. And <laughs> I'm, I'm not even honestly. I wouldn't because it would be. It would be You'd be painful. It really would. It would not be good. Mate, I'll come you're down a good guy. Like belt. G G G. What's it called? Is it a G? It's spelled G I, but it's pronounced G. G G. I think I look good in a G, mate. I think I might just rock rock a G up to to Molyneux, maybe against Chelsea on Saturday. Just see, just to. I would. Especially if I walked in there. I would pay to see you turn up in a G. It would <laughs> like it's like when it's like when you said um, if Wolves get into Europe last season, you said you'll come in. What did you say? You'd oh that's um. That costume you were wearing, I think it was one of the ones when you and Alana went to a party and you posted. Oh, it. was it um the uh not downtown Abbey, whatever it was. The, no, um, it was like a top hat one and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know which one it means. Um, I would have paid to see you turn up at Molly in that. Bridgerton, been... Bridgerton. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, I would have been. That's the unbelievable. One. Oh, mate. I'd do it. I'll do. It. We'll have to do a bet next season. To be fair, something like that. Well, you did a bet this season with the the hog's head with the Southampton game. Yeah, it didn't, didn't, didn't work out great for me, did it? Didn't work. All the way out. back in September. So I think we should be uh, we should get another. Well, bet I think you need to put something on the line, Kino. You need to start, you know, making a couple of bets. Um, when I when I win a quarter of a million at a poker tournament, then maybe we'll have a conversation about it. But uh, up until that point, well, I thought you got a quarter of a million coming in when um, Nathan Collins scores his sixth goal of the season. <laughs> that was a good. Oh thing, my god! You stick, stick to betting, mate. Wow, what a call! Oh, what a call! Okay. <laughs> uh, football scout. So many weird tweets about Pedro Goncalves. So what money did we get, and are we due to get it in the future? Cheers, guys. If any, he says. Yes. So um, Goncalves was a bit before my time, obviously, in this job. So I had to go back and uh, and do a bit of digging earlier today. So the number that's quite widely reported was um about 1.3 million euros which is around about sort of 1.1 1.15 ish in pounds so not a very big money let's put it that way um because obviously he went to i don't i'm going to butcher the pronunciation but it was familiar cow or however you pronounce it i don't know he, he went there first of course before going to sporting um so i, I also know that it was reported after that that there was a 20 percent salon for his next two moves okay it's, that's not quite right from what I've been from sort of the, the information I've had today. It's almost it's almost right. So there was a 20 percent about the salon when he went to Sporting. So Wolves got part of that money. Yeah. Um, and then there's a roughly 10 percent salon for when he leaves Sporting. So, of course, he's been linked with a lot of big moves. Um, so let's say, you know, he leaves for, uh, you know, 50 mil or so. Wolves will get about 10 percent of that roughly. So. Wolves are still in line to get a decent bit of money, um, but it's probably not going to be anything, you know, life changing. So, uh, so yeah, hopefully that clears it up a bit. Okay, um, Dave says forget league position just based on what you've seen other teams do over the last few games. Three teams worse than Wolves. 
I, I understand where you're coming from. And I know someone's applied as well saying I can't see any, but I, I, I still can. I really can. I think Southampton and Bournemouth yeah, are still worst, worst teams. Having yeah. watched, and this sounds like strange considering the results, but having watched Leeds and Forest, I still think they're worst yeah. teams than Wolves. Okay. Um, I agree. And Everton, I'm still not sure about. I think they they blow hot and cold. Mm-hmm. So I think I think Wolves are still in a strong position without getting carried away. I think you know Wolves have still yeah. got a lot to do, but they're in a, still in a strong position. Interesting, Brendan Rodgers act as well, Liam, with that with that less away game on the horizon too. Exactly, yeah. I don't, obviously, waiting to see what what direction they're going to go in in terms of a new boss. So, a lot of movement. Um, <laughs> Meghead Fred says, "Can you teach Keener how to pronounce melee?" Yeah, melee. Go on. <laughs> I love it. Good man. Did I pass? <laughs> yeah, you passed. You passed just about. Um, Let's have a look. Ronan says, with Wolves clearly crying out for a striker, who would you sign this summer? Give us one from the Prem and one for the worst-case scenario when we're into the champ. I'm not, not, not answering the same question. Give me one from the Premier League to sign next season. I'm going to go a little bit left field here. OK, you're going I'm to be saying Definitely not. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say... You get Fabio Silva back from injury, and you have Kalajic. No, back from his loan. Sorry, and Kalajic back from injury, and oh, those, okay. those two, those two come in. I think there's, I think there's, there's something in that. Obviously, Kalajic is a little bit of an unknown quantity, but I think Fabio is looks at least from what I've seen like he's bulking up a bit. He looks stronger. He looks more confident. Looks more intelligent. I think there's, there's, there's potential there. Good stuff. Um, right. Finally, you'll be pleased to know um, Chelsea Saturday. I mean, massive game, mate. I mean, absolutely huge. It kind of sometimes brings out the best of them. I feel like against the top side, obviously drew nil nil against Chelsea last night and um, against Liverpool last night. Managerless, no manager there again. Uh, Potter gone. What do Wolves need to do to get something out of this game? And do they need to get something out of this game? Did it? Is it? Would you take a draw now? Because I'll be honest, Liam. If I was given a draw now or go into the game and see what happens, I probably wouldn't take it. Is that, is that wrong? Terrible. I'd rather just roll the dice. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from, but I, I probably would take it, to be perfectly honest with you, because albeit their form is not great, they are, they've clearly got a lot of talented players. So I probably would. But a little bit of news, actually, to, to add to, to this. Obviously, as you say, managerless uh, Chelsea. But as we're yeah. as we're speaking right now, reports are coming out. They are edging closer to appointing Frank Lampard. Oh no, you're kidding me! Interim. On an interim basis until June. So uh, just to the end of the season, which is I mean, it's just unbelievable. Which is incredible. So um, it's a weird one because I quite I quite like I would like Frank as a player. So I and I do think there's a manager in there, but I'm just not quite sure where his levels at. Um, he's clearly not right now, at least anyway, at Chelsea's level. But I could see the reasons why they w- would go down that route, considering that you know there's only nine, however many games they've got left till the end of the season, to try and you know bring someone in who knows the club. He's obviously a legend yeah. at the club, and, and and turn it around in some to some extent. I can understand. Be interesting to see if they bring him in in time for the game on Saturday. I would suspect they they're probably going to be struggling for that. Um, considering it's three o'clock on Saturday, uh, so it may not affect Wolves anyway. But yeah, quite interesting that that's the direction they're going in. But to your point, I probably would take a draw uh, before the game because 
regardless of being at home, regardless of their form, they've got real top-class Champions League-level players who are capable of hurting you. And Wolves are going to have to be... You're going to have to use the, the crowd to your advantage, but you're going to have yeah. to be really up for making this. Probably not the prettiest of games. You're going to have yeah. to frustrate Chelsea. You're going to have to be a bit nasty at times. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, we talk about Wolves keeping their heads and discipline, all that kind of thing. You can still have that and make life as uncomfortable and as horrible as possible for Chelsea. And for me, the fans have a massive part to play in that on Saturday. You get behind the team from the first whistle, no moans, no groans, and make Molyneux the kind of hostile atmosphere we know it is and know it should be. And Wolves have got every chance of getting a result. Look what they did to Spurs and look what they did to Liverpool in comparison to games against Leeds and uh, Bournemouth, for example. So they've absolutely got got it in them to get a result here. And I think any result is a, is a decent one with the games to come, but a win would be huge. Huge. It would just transform that level, wouldn't it? Really would. I know the games have obviously got to play, but it really would. I mean, just any three points now would, would really project them. And you think that that gap would start, you know, whether it's against Chelsea or against Brentford, but they've got to be on it. Got to be really, I guess, really, I'm trying to, aggressive from the word go for me. I really do. I think they need to get stuck in. Do you think Bubakar Traore might get a, get a look in, Liam? I would, I would like to hope he does, if provided he's obviously he's, he's fit in the sense that he's available to be selected again. But obviously he's not had a lot of match uh, minutes since what was it November was the last time he played. So yes, I would like to see him get a chance because I, I really like him. He's obviously a little bit haphazard, but he's energetic. He's aggressive. His stats and ability to win the ball high up the pitch is quite incredible. Wolves, I don't think they've got anyone like that in their squad. So. I would definitely take him uh, if provided he could, he can make some sort of impact. But I think to play him from the start is probably quite a big ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see that happening. But Lopetegui sprung quite a few surprises on us with team selections, so you know I wouldn't put it past him. Um, look, I expect, fully expect Hugo Bueno to come back into the side, especially marking Reese James down that down that right flank. Um, what team do you think he'll go with? It's a tough one. Um, I think the, the probably the back four probably picks itself or back five of the goalkeeper. I think Saul will keep his place. Samedo, Dawson, Kilman, and I think he probably goes Bueno. Mm-hmm. So I think that picks itself. I'll go with what I think he'll play rather than what I perhaps would like to see. Yeah, and I think and I think he'll go. Lamina, Lamina, Jao Gomez. Yeah. And Moutinho. No Nunes. I think he's going to drop Nunes. Wow. With no Neves and you're dropping Nunes, that yeah. would be, I'd be astonished. And I think, oh, okay. And I think he goes, provided obviously Pedence is available to play, but he should be in terms of the dates. But I, I think he plays Pedence. I think he plays Sarabia. And I think he plays Cunha. Oh, okay. It wouldn't be no, what I would choose. But I think I think that's where I think that's the route he goes down. Oh, Liam, it's a big game. It's a massive game. Um, I'll go first. I'll give you. I'll give you. The, I'll give you one more go before I start uh, taking these predictions away from you, uh, snatching them away. I'm going to say, judging by that team, I might have changed my uh, thoughts on the game <laughs> if he does go down that line. I'm going to say Wolves one, Chelsea one. 
I would love it if you're right. I'm going to say Wolves 1, Chelsea 2. Oh, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope really do. But I've, I've got... I've, I, at the same time, me being realistic means I might win someone a prize. So I'm going to go with it. That's very true. That's very true. It's very honourable of you. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll bite the bullet here. I know I know you're just uh, trying to be... Uh, Please, loyal to the please. fan base, but I'm gonna I'm gonna buy the <laughs> bullet and probably get some more uh, abuse on Twitter. Abuse of the week's on the way; it's coming back. But uh, the, mug, the mugs are coming. The mugs are coming the mugs back. Are coming back. We're definitely guys. the last two or three months. It's been great. Um, right, Liam. Thank you very much for coming in on your day off. I appreciate it. Uh, again, apologies for my coughing and spluttering throughout this podcast, but uh, hopefully we're back to to normal service next week. And look, we'll like the um, I'll be flashing the cash and um, you know. Posing some Wolves Potty listeners down with, with lots of dollars. We'll see how it goes in, in 45 minutes, the final start. So I'll keep you um I'll keep you up to date, everybody. Thank you very much for me from Keno. Have a great weekend. We will see you against Chelsea and Molly on Saturday. Take care. Bye-bye. We're Wolverhampton. We're on our way back.